Hey y'all, welcome back to another week of Beyond the Bazaar. Brianna here. Sarah as well. And we're so happy to be back with you guys for another week to share um, and two um, urban legends. Well, actually one small town haunt and one urban legend. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about Hell's Gate Bridge, um, located in Oxford, Alabama, and The Hookman. Yes, I'm excited because The Hookman's like my favorite. I, I mentioned that at the first episode, so. <laughs> yes, yes, but- it's, it's definitely a classic. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. It's kind of like the one that kind of sucked me in to Absolutely. everything else I know about urban legends and stuff. Right, I mean... I'm sure if we were like to randomly ask people, I'm sure everyone's heard of the hook man. It's like in, I mean, it's all over the place, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Most definitely, especially with all the different variations. But as Mm -hmm. Tanner said, we'll get into that a little bit later, but let's start with um, Hell's Gate Bridge. So um, Hell's Gate Bridge, like I said, is located in Oxford, Alabama on Boiling Springs Road. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, it looks like it's a little bit of a ghost story originated in the 1950s about this bridge that was built around 1930. It -hmm. looks like as of 1992, it's kind of been out of commission. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like the lore on it um, originated around the 60s. So kind of like, you know, 10 years after the... um, 10 years kind of after the bridge was um, well not 10 years after the bridge was built but like you know it took about 10 years for the ghost story to kind of circulate which it seems crazy because it's like now things can be online and it's just like within 30 minutes is viral oh my like, God. <laughs> like a long time ago like it took 10 years for things to reach viral status so it's, it's just crazy that, like you know they had I, I'm they had the phones with cords and then before that it was just by mail like yeah we've come a long way folks <laughs> yes like yeah like telegrams stuff like that like morse code the british are coming <laughs> like yes. back i mean if we're gonna go way way back because i do that sometimes ramble yes yes <laughs> yes it's, it's it's just so amazing like when i was researching this i was like wow we've come a really long way like now things can go viral like five minutes especially like on apps like tiktok and stuff like that absolutely yeah and trend on twitter like it's crazy you can just mm-hmm. do something and then it's just like a domino effect so it yeah. really is yes yes so sarah why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about the lore of hellscape bridge well according to the lore um <laughs> during the 1950s a young couple's car drove off of a bridge and into the waters of the, um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but um, Chocoloco Creek below. Sorry, guys, if I mispronounced that. Um, and ever since that night, you know, the bridge has been haunted by um, the couple. And according to the legend, if you drive on the bridge, stop your car, and turn off the lights, one of the two... Um, you know, one of the couple um, will enter your vehicle. Their presence, you know, will be known by a wet spot on your seat. And, you know, they'll either be like beside you or in the back seat. Um, You may hear them or see them. Um, You know, you'll you'll feel their presence there. And, um, you know, like, the bridge was named Hell's Gate Bridge from the experience that many people have had over the years. You know, when you stop on the bridge and um, you glance down, like when you look over your shoulder at the road behind you, it's been said you'll see the fiery gates of hell at the bridge. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You know, there isn't any known correlation between the two legends. Um, However, you know, it does make you, like, ponder if, you know, this vision of the inferno that people have been saying is caused by the young couple. Like, are they a demonic duo? Who knows? Um, And, you know, like, maybe, like, their souls were damned because they met an untimely demise. Like, you know, it's fascinating how, like, the other side works essentially like you know as we've seen in different um pop cultures like spirits go crazy for being on earth for so long so like 
I think it's plausible. Maybe they just become like the ultimate demonic duo, like extreme Bonnie and Clyde. (laughs) (laughs) That that does, that does like give one thought on that. Yes, definitely. Um, Also, it could be like, like, what if like um, this firing in front of this vision of the gates of hell, like what if it's been around for like a long time and that, that, that could have been like what the couple saw that made them like run off the road and, you know, mm-hmm. essentially fall to their death. So that could be another um, another thing too. It's kind of like different different ways you can look at it. It's really cool. It is. It's super cool. Or like, you know, this is totally out there, but like, what if they like summon something they weren't supposed to and like, you know, they like end up dying because of it or, you know, like the sky's the limit, guys. Just use your imagination on this one, honestly. Um yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's what i didn't think about that that's see because people out here be playing with them spirit boards and mm-hmm. all this different stuff like because like i mean yes they're all fun in theory but some things i'm a firm believer and you have to be careful if you don't 100 understand it please don't dapple in it because it's just it, it's it will open up a world of hurt yes like do your research if you you know are into the occult and everything just don't jump into it you know it's something that you want to like dip your toes into and actually talk to experts and you know because like with a Ouija board and stuff it's it's very precarious it can go wrong very fast Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what me and Brie are saying just be very cautious on that because you know you don't want to summon something that this couple could have summoned you know like opened the gates of hell indirectly like you know no one wants that so or if you do, then you know you're a sucky person. But <laughs> yes, I was I was gonna make a joke, but I I refrained from it. <laughs> right. I was like, I was gonna say, like, if you did open up the gates of hell, then most likely, you know, chances are you could be a Winchester. <laughs> oh my God! Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many times have they like bargained with hell or heaven? Like, it's it's always it's a Winchester deal. <laughs> yes. Yes. But as for the Hell's Gate Bridge, um, it has been um, closed and actually been blockaded for a while now since 1992. But of course, some people, you know, still, you know, enthusiastic about the legend cross the bridge by foot, but they do so at their own risk. They're pretty much told not to, but you can't really stop people from being curious. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of one of those people, you know, we <laughs> we've discussed this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Bree and I were talking about, like, I had recently watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and um, I saw myself as the girl who takes the witch's book, and my <laughs> friend agreed when we watched it together. She's like, yeah, I wouldn't have gone into that house with you, because I knew you'd take the book. You're just like that girl. I'm like, thanks. I'll, I'll be sure to mention that to Bree. She'll agree, because <laughs> she's the same way. <laughs> Yes, it's so very true. It's so very true. That like, tell me a story, then I'll be freaking out when everything starts happening. Like, I had nothing to do with any of this happening. Right? Like, why is this happening to me? I, I didn't. I mean, you know, I, I wanted to know more about this, but it's not like I egged this entity on or anything. Yes, it's not really kind of made me upset because of how her family. Um, how what was the um, what was her name? Crap. Hmm. The um the so-called witch in scary stories. I forgot her name. Sarah. <laughs> of course, her <laughs> name has to be Sarah. You know, hocus pocus, and <laughs> no. maybe I'm a witch, guys. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm gonna get put on my best Hagrid voice. <laughs> You're a witch, Sarah. <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah but like I was mad because like how her family treated her because she knew what they were doing to the water in the town and they kind of painted this whole entire like pretty much painted this whole entire narrative around her that wasn't true so of course when she dies she ended up being a very vengeful vengeful spirit and that's kind of like what we were talking about how she stayed on earth for so long and she pretty much died in a place of anger so it was just like really negative for her yeah, as Dean says, you know, spirits go squirrely. They just, uh, they they lose it after a while. Just happens. Mm-hmm. This is very true. This is very true. 
And but the story about Hellgate Hellsgate Bridge is really cool. Like I said, it's in um Oxford, Alabama. So if anyone's down there traveling, and if anyone has it's gutsy enough to walk on the bridge and if they see anything, let us know. Yeah. I mean Sarah may do it, but I'm not doing it. I don't I don't I don't want to see the gates. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sarah kind of takes some risks sometimes. I mean, not with her own life, but you know, when it comes to things like this, yeah, sure. She'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so actually it's really cool because a lot of these urban legends do um include like couples. Um, and which leads us to our next um, kind of urban legend we're going to talk about the hook man. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we need some intro music. We do. I will work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just make our own for now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the hook man, um, it's a urban legend that's, that's probably shared worldwide, but mm-hmm. most of the variations that I've heard have originated in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mentioned something in the United Kingdom, but it's just variation, like, you know, how the body of the boyfriend hangs, which is weird. Like, I mean, in one instance, he's like hanging upside down with his head touching the roof um, after the hook man is brutally slaughtered him. Um, Mm -hmm. And the girlfriend has stayed in the car and she's like oh, like he's been gone forever. Let me just go poke my head out and see what's going on, especially because I keep hearing this scratching noise. And what it turns out to be, like, you know, is pretty much, like, I think it's in one tale, it's like his fingers are touching the roof. That's in, I believe that was in, um, I'm not mistaken, I thought that was in Germany. And then in the United Kingdom, I thought it was like where there was a thump and it was like his head hit the yeah. bar. But anyway, I mean, that that was just something that like briefly I saw like just in those two locations. So it's not super worldwide. It's I think it was something that like originated in the U.S. Like, yeah, kind of yeah because. Yeah, definitely. It's it's morbid enough to originate in the United States. Yeah, well, I think it was to teach teens abstinence, you know? Like... <sighs> I'm sorry, I had to take a deep breath on that because the, the whole entire, like, you know, the whole entire, like, obsession with mm-hmm. just purity and all that stuff was just, like, blown yeah. way out of proportion like, to a whole generation, like, pretty much being, like, whole rollers yeah in terms of like anything sexual so it's just it's just and it just makes them want to be more freaky like come on yeah and they have them out there in the woods getting slaughtered you know (laughs) right so yeah like that's I feel like that's why this originated also you know um it's been linked you know well actually based on like real events you know like um I actually did watch this movie recently that um I think it I always have the hardest time pronouncing this, but I think it's the Tex Arca- Texas Arcana. Um, Texarkana? Yeah. I heard about that, yeah. <laughs> yes, I watched that, like, yesterday, and wow, that was, oh my god, it was intense. Can't even tell you. Oh my goodness, yeah, because um, yeah, in 1946, they had the um, Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Yeah. It was like a lover's lane type of thing, so yeah, so the Hookman legend could have definitely been inspired by that, since mm-hmm. the Legend kind of began circulating around the 1950s, so shortly after the 1946 um, murders there. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, in the beginning of the film, there's a couple, and, like, you can tell, you know, they want to leave the movie and, like, you know, have a little sexy time, and, you know... they were into it until the girl's not, because she's like, hey, like, some dude's staring at me, and dude's like oh, there's no one there. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there is. Like, can you stop macking on me and look out the window? Yeah. Oh, I was saying, I had to ram myself back in for a minute. (laughs) Right? Listen here. I know what I saw. Yes. My eyes will not lie to me. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so with the um, hook man, um, Laura, so the kind of like Mm-hmm. As we were, you know, as we were just saying, kind of like the basic premise for it involves a young couple, you know, mm-hmm. cuddling, having some sexy time in the car with the radio playing, mm-hmm. and then there is um a news a news announcement um that reports that a serial killer with a hook has just escaped from a nearby institution. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, for of course, naturally they decide to leave, get the haul ass get out of there as soon as possible. 
Um, and in the end, kind of the basic urban legend, uh, once they get back to the woman's house, the killer's hook is either found hanging from the door handle or embedded in the door itself. So it, the, so the kind of like the premise, the um, base legend, neither one of them get killed, but the hook is there. But of course, you know, as we stated, the different variations pulls into either um, both of the couple, both um, the man and the woman getting killed or just the mm-hmm. usually sometimes the boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's some where it's like um, the man leaves to confront the figure and mm-hmm. then, like that figure suddenly disappears almost like, you know, an entity or whatever. And mm-hmm. so like the dude's like, hey, maybe I just imagined it. And you know, um, he goes back to the car. So, like, yeah, plot twist. We were talking about the boyfriend dying. Like, the woman is murdered with the hook, actually. Like, there's all kinds of versions of this, guys. It's, I mean, it's just fascinating. Like, how we were talking about in the first episode, how, like, different lores can just be variated over time. Like, different mm-hmm. legends and everything. Everybody has their different take on it. Like, the first version, you know, of the hook man is more, like, family-friendly and, like, oh, because you guys, like, abstained from sex. Like, you're safe now because you, like, drove off, like, instead of staying there where you could have been brutally murdered for having sex. Yes, yes. It's just... <laughs> It's just it's just crazy. Like there's some of the um lore that has like the guy's bodies like nailed to the tree and mutilated, or mm-hmm. one they were driving through the um country and their car breaks down and he gets out to go get help and doesn't make it back, of course, and that leads into the mutilation um theme as well. Then there's one where he just gets out the car to um use the restroom and he doesn't make it back and that ties into the whole um blood dripping on the roof of the car or his nails or head scraping the top of the car how did you mention that like core memory unlocked like i was thinking of once again mentioning scary stories to tell in the dark i used to read those books as a kid and i remember reading about the hook man and like there was, you know, talking about the tapping and it turned out to be like just blood dripping from like this poor victim. It was crazy. I was like, this is in a kid's book. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, then. <laughs> yeah, we, we were so desensitized as, as youth. That's the reason why I don't think anything really scares us now because we were so like desensitized to it from all this like media and movies and books that we read growing up. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, from what I've looked into, too, I mean, we, we've, well, you know, we've researched this a lot. There's also one more variation of this, um, where, you know, the woman is discovered by the police and, you know, mm-hmm. she's warned not to look behind her because if she does so, then she'll see the grisly aftermath of, you know, like her boyfriend's murder, you know, so it's almost like out of sight, out of mind, like if she doesn't like check on you know like where her man went then like oh you know he'll be okay but then like if she looks it's like the freaking entity is like egging her on like taunting her or something yes yes i heard about that one too and i think that also kind of plays into like you know back then that time women were deemed especially fragile so they wanted to be protect they wanted to protect women from everything so i think that also leads into then i think that she's mentally strong enough to handle seeing something like that so just don't look back like if someone tells me to look back i'm looking back because i'm like what are you looking at uh yeah that'd be me i'm like you know i control freak i need to know my surroundings please like yeah like, well, i don't know you could be the killer like mm-hmm, exactly that's what the killer would say exactly follow follow the rules the screen rules that we talked about last episode i'm telling you yes right i mean it's true guys like that's why i mean like from what i've seen the most popular legend of the hook man is like they escape because you know they abstain from sex so they survived yay (laughs) <laughs> and, and they do tell us like you know don't go up to lover's lane you know the hook man's going to get you all this stuff and like right. i said it kind of makes this whole entire like yeah it, it's, it's just it kind of puts this whole entire like false narrative out there you know about like sexual relations and all this stuff like you know it's punishable by death and then like even it's like i said the scary movies play into that as well because we all know when someone in scary movies have sex they they die like we know that yeah they do 
Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's just really silly to like think about too, because, and if you like see it, you know, you, you do see variations of, you know, like in that theme where like a couple goes out and like, they're going to go make out or whatever. And then, you know, you see in horror movies, it seems like one of them dies. So it's like, I think that inspired like the Hookman inspired a lot of different, um, you know, scenes in horror movies like that and in shows. Like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. with the origin of the Hookman, so the origin is kind of a little bit unknown, um, but per folklorist um, Jan Harold Brunvand, um, the story did begin circulating as early as ni- the 1950s. So like I said earlier, kind of a little bit after that, on the 1946 um, Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Mm-hmm. Um, so in her book, um, The Vanishing Hitchhiker, American Urban Legends and Their Meanings, um, Jan had said that the legend kind of was started by teenagers and as early as around 1959 and gained popularity in the 1960s. So it was kind of around that same time where, you know, the Hell's Gate Bridge stuff was going on. So a lot of teens are making up a lot of urban legends. And it's surprising that this kind of started with with by teenagers probably because something they were told by their parents you know of course and it would just spread it amongst the youth yeah and who doesn't love you know like campfire stories like of course you know there's that whole like cliche of we have to tell a scary story because we're on a campfire and it's super quiet (laughs) yes it's what i tell those stories and get late too because like (laughs) you know fear is just you know Mm -hmm. um so let's see. So actually, the first known publication of the legend uh, was in an um, Dear Abby column in 1960. So the mm-hmm. advice column. I haven't seen the advice column in so long. I guess now the comment sections on Instagram and, um, <laughs> and TikTok are now advice columns. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Or Google. Like, hey, Google, is this like, okay? Am I, you know, Am or crazy? if you're super morbid, like we've <laughs> joked about <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so true yeah so um in dear abby um this following um article was printed so it said dear abby if you're interested in teenagers you will print this story i don't know whether it's true or not but it doesn't matter because it served its purpose for me a fellow and his date pulled into their favorite lover's lane to listen to the radio and do a little necking <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> the, <laughs> the music was interrupted by an announcer who said that there was an escaped convict in the area who had served time for rape and robbery. He was described as having a hook instead of a right hand. The couple became frightened and drove away. When the boy took his girl home, he went around to open the car door for her. Then he saw a hook on the door handle. I would never park to make out as long as I live. I hope, I hope this does the same for other kids. <laughs> and it's from Jeanette. <laughs> right. Okay, maybe somebody like pulled the ultimate prank on you. <laughs> no, talk about talk about abstinence campaign if I ever saw one. Right. I mean, you know, that's that's wow. <laughs> That's overboard right there. If someone really did like try to prank someone like that. Right. I mean, I would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the person. Like, come mm. on. Make them traumatized to not kiss another person. Gosh. Right? Like, geez. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty harsh. <laughs> so, Sarah, as you mentioned earlier, the Hookman mm-hmm. is throughout a lot of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, you see, like, the kind of archetype, and I know what you did last summer with the whole um, raincoat and kind of, like, the fisherman vibe in a way, um, because they they did say, like, part of the lore, um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but they had said, like, in a variation, the hookman can be, like, a fisherman kind of type, like, yeah. you know, um, the hand is replaced, you know, with a hook, obviously, and they wear a raincoat, you know, because I guess they just go everywhere and it rains or whatever fishermen wear a raincoat whatever I'm, I'm rambling um but yeah that's just one variation um you know also the candy man um you know he had a hook and everything and was just like <laughs> totally murdering people yes. um I don't yeah. Yeah, the thing 
I'm, I'm just gonna like kind of scoot in here <laughs> no you're fine I was like no. go ahead and I was like I feel like I'm just gonna keep like coming at the wrong time <laughs> no no you're fine <laughs> um yes yeah, so the two themes I find the very that's I'm fascinating about both Candyman and I know what you did last summer mm-hmm. is they're kind of like revenge tales like the yeah. kids and I know what you did last summer where they hit this man leave him for dead and everything and then, mm-hmm. of course he comes back and takes them out Mm-hmm. Um, then the Candyman, like, you know, he was killed just because of who he loved. And now he yeah. comes back and takes vengeance on whoever utters his name in mm-hmm. the mirror. Um, so it's kind of like they're both like spirits of vengeance. So it's yeah. so this is not necessarily like an actual, like, it's kind of mm-hmm. more like spirits instead of like right. actual people. So I love that they took that spin on the legend instead of it actually being some like um, person from a sanitarium. Yeah, I mean, like, they have the aspects of the hook, the hook man, but, like, it's completely different in its way, or, you know, um, with I Know What You Did Last Summer and everything, the vengeance thing, um, maybe they were just mad that, like, these people, you know, looked so good and, like, were <laughs> together. I mean, some of them, I think there were couples. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but, yeah, there were couples, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I was younger. I loved, loved, loved that. I loved the whole franchise mm-hmm. when I was younger. Oh, absolutely! It's a classic. It's so good. I'll have to rewatch it, especially since we've talked about this. Most definitely, yes. And then there was another <laughs> film, the nineteen ninety eight film, Urban Legends. Ooh, ooh. I love, I love that. that. Yes, yes, <laughs> I love that. And it actually had the Hookman um, scene in that movie. Of course, with a bunch of other urban legends, and um, it's kind of just like been done in me. Um, that following year there was actual film called Lover's Lane which also had the Hookman character in it as well oh cool I haven't seen that one that's awesome yeah Lover's Lane kind of skipped under my radar too I haven't seen that I might have to see if Tubi or like Prime or somewhere has it mm-hmm. well um, also in Supernatural season <laughs> one episode seven Hookman as it is titled Um, You know, a couple, they're at a party and everything, and, you know, they get away and go out on a nine-mile road, and, of course, things start getting a little steamy, and they want to make out. Well, you know, um, unbeknownst to them, there is the spirit of Jacob Carnes, um, who was a naughty man. I'll get to that in just a minute. Um, He was watching them from the trees, and, you know, like, they're into it. They don't know yet. Um, but suddenly they hear a loud scratching noise. And so the boyfriend's like, um, all right, let me just go check that out since you're kind of freaked out. Um, so, you know, like the girlfriend's a little worried. She's just looking around because she can't find him um, after, you know, a bit. And there's loud banging and scratching that comes from the roof of the car And, you know, when the scratching finally stops, the girlfriend, Lori, she gets out of the car and she starts to run because she's freaked out. Well, she turns around and she sees her boyfriend, Rich, and he's suspended from a tree upside down above the car. Um, So, yeah, that's where that noise came from. She found out that, you know, it was him hanging upside down and scratching the roof of the car. Yes, yeah, I, I love that episode. I loved all the. Like, I love all the episodes of Supernatural that I've seen thus far. Oh, but um, but the early the early seasons are my favorite because they have so much mm-hmm. urban legends in it. Whereas as the show progresses, because of course it went off for fifteen years, so as yeah. the show progresses, they kind of run out of like um, urban legends to do, and it kind of gets mm-hmm. more plot driven. But those early seasons were my favorite because it had so many. Um, urban legends such as the Hookman. I believe that that episode was. You said season one. It was around episode seven. It was episode seven. Yep, it was called Hookman. Yes, I was like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> right? Oh, it's one of my favorites. Season one babies, we love them. Yes, <laughs> they. <laughs> and the Hookman, the. And, I can't do this without giggling. It's even been parodied in cartoons such as SpongeBob. Um, on season two, episode 16, there was an episode where SpongeBob and Squidward worked the late shit. And Squidward tells um, SpongeBob this story about the hash slinking slasher. Um, like, I'm so fed up with you, SpongeBob. Like, you've annoyed me all day. You know what? Like, I'm going to scare the crap out of you and be a jerk. 
<laughs> yeah, so then he ends up get scaring himself, and he's like, the lights will flicker on and off. Yeah, exactly. And then he <laughs> the said, phone will ring, and there'll be no like, one there. Didn't he say the walls would start like leaking or something? Like it was something weird. It was like they would start like running. I- I'm gonna the like, green slime. Yeah, green yeah, slime. I think what it was. Yeah, uh-huh. but I think he was like, no, they always do that. But it was something else. No, a bus, a bus would pull up, and that's when the bus yeah. pulled up and mm-hmm. the um. Hashling and Slasher had like uh, I'm instead of the hook he had the rusty spatula so it was yeah, kind of like exactly. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's cool so even like introducing kids like you know this kind of like mm-hmm. even though it was parody it's still introducing them to like it's still influenced by a classic urban legend which I thought was really cool and actually yeah. I'm not gonna say I completely forgot about it because it is one of my favorite episodes of Spongebob mm-hmm. but it's just like I never up until this point I never thought about it I never would have thought of it yeah being- like related to the hook man like you know and now that i like think of like you know when you see the hash slinging slashers figure you see like you know the fish with the like fishing gear on and you're like oh like it's all gonna click in your head guys you're gonna be like oh yeah like the spatula was supposed to be the hook and then like you know you're welcome (laughs) yes so you guys didn't get that you're not alone we didn't get it either (laughs) (laughs) exactly we're in this together yeah, so, so like so the Hookman is like one of definitely one of my um one of my favorites. Like you said, definitely uh, I'm not gonna say it was made up. Mm, I'm not, no. gonna, say, I'm not no. gonna say it was made up to kind of like um to deter like, you know, teenagers from partaking in sexual activities, but it yeah. really does seem like it. I know. Like I was actually gonna mention um you know, just to touch base a little bit more on the Supernatural episode, just because it's so long and there's many parts to it. But just to, like, simplify it, um, they find out that there's a reverend um, and, you know, like, he had a hook and everything, like, in his house. Well, he becomes, like, possessed by this crazy preacher, like, Jacob Carnes. And, you know, like, the reverend is just, like, super i i don't want to say like um old-fashioned but uh, i mean he he doesn't believe in loose morals and he's kind of like a fire and brimstone type yes yeah and you know when he finds out that his daughter was kind of like macking with this kid um you know he kind of takes things a little out of proportion And he starts, you know, he was praying and it turned out to be the wrong entity. Like, and, you know, because the hook was there with Jacob Karn's spirit, he kind of like, you know, gets lost in the, he, he just becomes very lost. And Jacob Karn's spirit is just like out for vengeance. And of course, you know, Sam and Dean solve it. Like Sam looks into the lore and then like, it's like, Hey, it's an easy thing. Like we can just salt and burn, you know, the body and everything once they find his remains so it was a pretty easy case for them but I just found that interesting that like you know this spirit Jacob Carnes you know who was a man who actually murdered prostitutes and stuff kind of like Jack the Ripper like is the spirit that ends up possessing like a reverend who's supposed to be like you know a sweet guy like not you you wouldn't think he would like be killing people but you know entities and they can really do some damage this this is very true this is very true and this owns back into what we said earlier do it please do not meddle into things you do not understand yes you know like it's fine to be fascinated just don't like jump headfirst into it i'm i mean i'm doing the same like i'm not doing anything like that like unless i do my research and talk to experts yes yes you don't want to like you know unleash the darkness yeah it, yeah (laughs) yeah no we don't want that you know god's sister can stay put (laughs) it's just that was that was i I couldn't resist i couldn't that's the season i'm on right now i'm just starting it (laughs) um but i'm just like because don't get me wrong i love it don't get me wrong i love it but it's just like it's a lot and i'm on season 11 i still have four seasons to go well technically five so i'm just at the beginning i'm like i'm watching a whole other show at this point because i have five more seasons but it's 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 been so worth it i think it's remarkable it's legendary there i don't think there will ever be another show that will be as successful um as supernatural mm-hmm. continues to be i'm not gonna say was it continues to be um 
successful because you have people that weren't even born when it came out. Right. Yeah, I know. Like I'm like, yeah, I grew up with them. You know, I was a teen watching it and everything. I remember watching reruns on TNT and I would just be like so oh, I'd be so excited. I would I would check the TV guide every time I could try to find a supernatural episode. And then, you know, they started out on Warner Brothers, then TNT took them, and then also CW became their permanent home. So like, yeah, they were all over on the channels and I loved it. It was the best. Yes, yes. And like I said, it's just remarkable. And then like, you know, you have the um the Winchesters that actually comes out this week. Yeah, um, I, I know it's it's gonna be on my DVR because I'm I'm definitely gonna have to like sit down to come up with a schedule to um finish um supernatural because I just don't I don't want to surprisingly I haven't gotten any spoilers. Like the fandom is really well about not spoiling things. Like they say they don't put a lot of things up for the last couple of seasons because um people are just now starting to watch and I want them to come across it. So the fandom is really, really great in that respect that they're not putting up things that are going to spoil it. Yeah, I mean, gosh, because it's it's a lot um, that happens and everything. So yeah, you you just have to like experience it on your own. It's mm-hmm. it's a ride. That's all I'll say. I, it's, <laughs> it's just it's just I just I don't know. I mean, I always want to give the Winchesters a shot because I do. I do trust Jensen, so I'm okay. I'll, I trust you. I'll watch it. But I yeah. just, I do, I cannot stand John and Mary. Yeah, no, I, I can't either. Um, definitely, especially after like season twelve, I was mm-hmm. so done. But um, that's another story that you'll yeah. get into. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be texting you, and I'll be like, I can't believe this. Right, I'm waiting till you like encounter Cassifer, but you know, <laughs> I, I love Misha, I do. Um, but with with um with um the Winchesters, like I said, like, I think that it'll, it'll, they'll find a way to make it work. Like they'll find a way. Hopefully, they may they may even try to redeem them. I don't know how they're gonna do that, but because <laughs> at this point, like I like at this point, like you know me, I can't, whenever I see Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I get triggered. Like I just. <laughs> Um, I mean, my thing is, I don't see them as bad before they were parents. Like, you know, everybody kind of loses their way. So, like, I try to... This is true. You know, like, events kind of drove John to be the POS that he is, you know. Um, It's it's a hard subject for me. But, um, you know, I mean, in a way, like, I'm kind of quoting Jensen on this. Like, he did the best he could with the state of mind and how he felt at the time but in the same sense it was oh I don't I don't agree with that at all but well my mom actually told me something recently um that she had when she was listening I don't know if she had was on TikTok or listening to a podcast or where she got it from but like it really resonated it can resonate with anyone especially if they're a parent Uh and what she told me she said when your parent when parents are raising children people have to understand that their parents are learning too like when they're being parents they're learning everything for the first time being parents so it's just like they're entitled to make mistakes they're entitled to do this Uh, stuff so okay well uh I can kind of look at that like you know but okay John was learning too being a a being a father and on top of like all the circumstances that happen I mean usually you're not gonna have your spouse burn on the ceiling like you know that's very traumatizing like yeah I mean maybe it just I don't know destroyed him and he just like became you know a shell of a person just like I mean just how Jensen had put it that um John shaped a lot of his character you know and everything like when you see Dean in the earlier seasons he literally is like a carbon copy of John a little bit I mean Mm -hmm. a better version but like macho and Mm -hmm. you know like that's what Jensen had said he was trying to like emulate I I think that's the right word like to be like Jeffrey Dean Morgan because like he that was Dean's like hero because he taught him everything like even though it was like tough love and stuff like this is true because when they found what's his name Adam yeah (laughs) it's not funny but it was so funny (laughs) 
<laughs> the the whole like concept behind it is not because like you know mm-hmm. him having a whole other son not telling them, but right. for Dean to find out there was a whole other son that was treated better than right. Sam was treated. It was a case too, like they find out that way, or you know, actually it wasn't a case. It was because of Michael and everything, and just mm-hmm. lose leading up to them. Like I was like, oh my god, what? I know, but the reason I was laughing was because, like, when even though Dean had like the silver on the table and he had the holy water in the glass, he still had his gun. <laughs> I was like, he's trying to shoot this guy in the kneecaps. Yeah, no, he didn't put his gun down when he was like, you know, after he did all the tests, like to prove that you're actually not a monster. <laughs> he was just pissed because he still had his gun out. That was funny. It was just like he, he took him to baseball <laughs> games and like Adam was innocent, you know. Like, he was. I, God, poor Adam. Like he was trapped. <laughs> now, like guys, oh my God, we might have to do a supernatural podcast because I swear I just get sick. yeah. Because as you guys can tell, we're we're we're, we're avid lovers of this show because we are literally we literally just like went. You guys, if you guys have stuck with us this far, bless you. <laughs> Yes, bless you guys. Um, you know, if for any reason y'all want us to ramble a little less, just let us know too. You know, we we want to put out content that you know you guys will like, and we don't want to get sidetracked, which I'm guilty of. We we both are. We just kind of get into something. <laughs> we just yes. <laughs> like the thing is, we get into something and then we forget that we're like you guys. You guys are still listening, yeah. but <laughs> I did. We're just like, oh yeah, and then this, and then that, and then oh my gosh, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, but this has been an episode um, on Hell's Gate Bridge, um, Oxford, Alabama, The Hookman, and Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, it it really was. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to like briefly tie up this like part of the episode because it just it's one of I just thought it was a really interesting spin with the like the preacher being possessed by like this naughty man who killed prostitutes and stuff. Like I just found that really interesting, you know, like you were talking about with the whole vengeance thing, like maybe he was like, yeah, well, I'm going to kill the people who are like immorally having sex, like, you know just crazy how that all kind of tied in a little bit with what we talked about Mm -hmm. yes and it's so true like it wasn't until like like I said the 90s when it kind of broke that trope in horror movies like you know like in especially in um and on Friday 13th because that's kind of the whole basis of Friday 13th like Jason drowned because the counselors weren't watching him because they were too busy having sex they weren't watching him right Um, in that case I mean I don't want to say they deserved it but I get where Jason's mom was coming from. Yes. And then you had Michael Myers, like, for Halloween, they died. Like, you know, in every single movie, but in the 90s, you have Sydney who ends up um, having ends up having sex with Billy and she doesn't die so it kind of they kind of get even though they mentioned that trope in the movie mm-hmm. um that's the first time that for me that the trope was kind of broken I guess they kind of tried to move away from those old-fashioned ideals because you gotta look at um a lot of the um early movies like the 70s and 80s movies were based on like um the, like the classic urban legends and yeah, yeah. they yeah mm-hmm and they were also written by people who grew up in that time where they were told that growing up. So they kind of kept those things going mm-hmm. for the first time. It wasn't included with Sydney, which I thought was really, mm-hmm. was really, really great. And because um, like I said, you don't want people to have like a negative like aspect. And then there's this other movie. Um, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm just going to, this last part is just, just going to be miscellaneous. If you guys want to stay with us, you can. Um, yeah. There's this movie called They Follow or something like that. It's on it Netflix. Follows. Have you ever seen it? Right? Or is it It Follows? Because It Follows. Yes. It Follows. Yes. I love it. Oh my God. That movie, guys, traumatized me because, like, oh my god it's so real. Like, this entity can be anything and it's pretty much like a supernatural std Mm. (laughs) and like it's about essentially like the premise is like you open yourself up to evil like and you don't even know it like you know you sleep with someone and then you get like their supernatural std and that that entity follows you and it's just this ominous feeling because that entity is like constantly after you you just don't know when it's going to get you and i'm like oh my god guys like so good but it was it was but a lot of people say it was it was symbolic like the whole movie was symbolic for stds in general but like, okay that's kind of like a boring take i mean i understand like how it could be but like 
I, um, mean, I think you gotta be careful too, y'all. So this is very true. I'm not telling to go out here and just. <laughs> She's not. Know. We're totally not saying that. Um, it, it's just like it's you know you just use your judgment and everything. <laughs> yes, and it also plays in the fact that a lot of um beliefs, a lot of um. Um, people believe that when you do, like when you do sleep with someone, like you're opening yourself up to their demons and all the stuff they have attached to them because it's like an exchange of energy, like you're exchanging energy with someone. Right. Um, exactly. So that's also where that film kind of plays into. And it's like the first film that depicted that. I'm like, that's great because that's just like a lot of people's like, I'm in no way, shape, or form judging anybody. Like, if you want to, you know, you know, throw it out left and right, I don't care, whatever makes you happy. But that's why personally I don't because, um, I do believe in that energies can um, transfer mm-hmm. and I just, I don't want any negative energy over here. Like I'm actually <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. Um, Honestly, that kind of made me abstain from sex a bit. I was like, dude, um, not really feeling it after that. <laughs> like, like, no, please don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, um, do I need to like whisper Christo and like get some holy water? I mean, that's totally just supernatural, like things they do. It's yes, all bullshit. So it's I mean. all gonna come back to. The- well, no, 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 no. Salt does help. <laughs> yeah, the salt does. That's true. I always keep salt. So I mean, you know, it's it's good protection. Yes, I have salt. I have salt. I have like rock salt on my porch. Right, demons, though, I don't think like it shows in supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) Where they're like freaking bubbling, like (laughs) steaming. It's so true, though. But I did love it. Follows like it was just like really great. And then um, I don't want to give it away for anyone who wants to watch it. But like yeah. definitely, it's definitely worth the watch. I've been told about it for years. And one day, Still I eventually sweet. sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. I did. I just I I'd put it off, and I was like talking to Breen. I was like, I should watch this, but like I'm freaked out about the premise. But I'm like, I'm gonna watch it though. <laughs> and I did, and. It's so good, but so creepy. But if you guys like love it, I mean, the idea. I'm saying, like, watch it. It's it's good. Yes, definitely. I think we should go ahead because we kind of did ramble a little bit, but it's all good. Like you know, at this point, just expect that from us. Yeah, we'll we'll try to like just keep it at the end of the episode. If you guys actually want to hear us prattle on, but yeah. Yeah, so we just call it ramblings at the end. Like, you know, whatever. Whatever whatever thoughts flow into our head, we just save that for the end of the episode for future yeah. going forward. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll do that. Because we don't want to, like, you know, keep you guys from the story and, you know, like, get off subject and you're like, okay, God, I, like, rein it in. That's enough supernatural. Or, you know, that's, which, I'm sorry, there's never enough supernatural. But. Isn't this the truth? Like, there's 15 years <laughs> worth of content, like... <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. It's it, it worries some of my friends and family, but it's okay. They can get over it. <laughs> yes, they're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, they are. It makes me happy, so... Yes, like I told you, like I told you, like, when, um, um, when I was younger, um, mm-hmm. see, I'm supposed to be closing out this episode, but I'm just gonna leave y'all with one little bit. When I was younger... Um, my grandma would watch soaps and um, Jensen was on the soap opera and I remember the day I saw him and I, I always joke and say he's the reason why I have bad eyesight because I would <laughs> paste my face to the TV and my grandma was like back up I was like no I have to see him right he's so gorgeous he is still to this day good this boy. is very true I was like oh my goodness then of course like with um I was just kind of watching them my whole entire life like even though I didn't watch them in Supernatural but just because I was misled which I got into last episode mm-hmm. um I used to watch Charmed which Misha was on for a bit I love Charmed and then Such I had a pretty yeah so then my <laughs> then my um my um best friend growing up she loved Gilmore Girls and she loved mm-hmm. she still loves to this day still loves Jared and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I got to watch like I've just kind of watched them a whole entire life life like you know so I know I can't wait to tell them that one day that is if I don't like pass out when I actually do some we're gonna sound like a bunch of creepers I've watched you my whole life <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, like, how are you guys real? You're so fine. 
Okay, okay, we, we gotta reel it in because we're, we're, we're gonna go. Listen, guys, we are not, you know, we can do a podcast about that if you would like, but you know, like yeah, some- supernatural and its cast and whatnot. Because trust me, we could definitely talk about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, we had such a fun time, like, you know, unpacking all this lore and origins and, you know, just like people's accounts and like stories and legends. It's been awesome. Yes, yes. And like I said, we're going to be back um, every week. I'm still, we're still trying to figure out the schedule that we want to do because since this is being, mm-hmm. since this being October, um, I kind of want to maybe do, look at maybe doing like maybe two episodes a week to kind of like balance out the amount of content that we have to put out. But don't hold me to that, guys. If that changes, we would definitely um, let you all know. Mm-hmm. But until then, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode before something else pops into one of our brains and we ramble on for another 15 minutes. Yes. Sorry, guys. I mean, I hope you were like entertained and not like, oh, man, like they're taking forever. Like and they're talking about stuff besides like what we were supposed to talk about. Like, I know. I know. But like I said, I'm going to like this is this is ramblings. Now I'll be sure to put this um, Sarah on the um instagram notes as well i was like you don't at this at this point it's just rambling you want to you know listen <laughs> you can risk. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> all right guys well we're going to go ahead and sign off but thank you guys for listening to this episode if you made it this far we greatly appreciate it if not we definitely understand but we'll be back next week for another episode and more bizarre things yes guys stay spooky carry on and enjoy your week bye bye guys stay bizarre